Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I will never apologize for standing up for an LGDP, uh, LGT, LBT, LGBTQ2 plus uh, kids' rights to not have to undergo conversion <laughs> therapy. Well, that was a particularly bad swing and a miss there from Justin Trudeau, the Prime Minister of Canada. Well, I believe there were three strikes there, and he's out. Uh, was there a two in there, a number two? I think we got to hear that again. I will never apologize for standing up for an LGDP, uh, LGT, LBT, LGBTQ2 plus BBQ. So R S T S T P M L B. A couple of things. A couple of things I really like about this. First of all, the, <laughs> the speed with which he ramps up the first attempt. Sure. I don't know why he sprinted into it. Why he didn't just like slow down and try to get it right. He like really like tries to go fast, and then and then how how the, his 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 kind of sigh of despair. Well, the, you know the beautiful the thing is he shot. goes from defiant and leaderly to, to, to by the end of it, he's just audibly you can hear his despair. <laughs> Go ahead, Michael. <laughs> I will never apologize for standing up for an LGDP, uh, LGT, LBT, LGBTQ2 plus uh, <sighs> kids' rights to not have to undergo <laughs> conversion therapy. Pi R squared LGQ2 <sighs> plus 2 equals. That was pretty funny. Four. <laughs> Oh, speaking of countries that are almost America, but not quite, back and, to Australia. And yes. coming up, President Xi Jinping is a communist. This is breaking news. What? So stay tuned. All right. Anyway, so we're talking about Australia, and, and they have ceded, like the United States, perhaps properly, uh, authority to deal with the COVID to their state governments. They actually have several states in Australia, not nearly as many as us because we're better. But anyway, um, and a lot of these state health authorities are exercising iron-fisted power that we would never put up with in the United States. Uh, Australia's been cut into sections, and, and there are harsh, strict rules about not being allowed to venture from one state into another. As I mentioned earlier, there's a couple been stuck at a rest stop in the outback for 10 days. Uh, there outback are, there, Steakhouse? No, the uh, the region. Uh, there are, uh, I wouldn't mind being stuck in an outback. I'd no. gain weight. I'd uh, gain a lot of weight. Another blooming onion. Sure, why not? As long as we're stuck here. Uh, you have parents separ- separated from children. You have families divided in half. And and listen to this, would you? This is, this is so indicative of what happens when you grant so-called emergency powers. In South Australia, there are less than a dozen active coronavirus cases. Wow. But the premier, Stephen Marshall, has resisted calls to fast-track people coming back home. We simply can't take chances at the moment. They've got, he says, of the thousands of exemption applications that are sitting on somebody's desk saying, look, i got to get home, my kids need me, etc. Uh, we can't take chances at the moment. They've got to conduct a risk assessment on every single one. It's just unbelievable. Yeah, that's I'm glad. Well, yeah, we as far as we've gone, 
with Dr. Fauci and the various people that are so concerned about COVID all the time, we, we haven't gone that far, thank goodness. Yeah, so you have people actually doing human smuggling just to go home or get to work, violating the laws of Australia, including in South Australia, where there are fewer than a dozen cases. Go ahead, grant those emergency powers, Americans, because they'll give them back immediately. Oh, one more thought on that topic. We got a note from uh, Al Anonymous in Hawaii. And he said, do you come from a land down under? I'm sorry, we're already in Hawaii. Aloha. Switch your music up, boy. Anyway, uh, Al Anonymous in Hawaii points out that uh, that uh, Hawaii did what California did. They rejiggered their COVID scale so that tier one is COVID is really bad. Run and hide. You'll be killed. Tier five is <laughs> COVID is COVID is still a threat. There are still some rules. There is no tier six saying it's over. So government controls based on COVID are now permanent in Hawaii. Dr. Scott Gottlieb was on Fox News this morning and said we're moving to a place where masks become optional. So I'm hoping that's the reality of things. Well, they already are for London Breed, the mayor of San Francisco, only when Tony, Tony, Tony or other 90s <laughs> R&B acts are playing. Minor R&B acts. You got a mask on? Janet Jackson walks by? He <laughs> can't get right off because it's fine, according to London Breed. Oh, you see boys to men? <clears throat> Whatever. Please, Mask, anything mask. goes. Right. Um, Tongue kiss a stranger. COVID is neutralized by 90s R&B. We're following the science. So Jonathan Swan tweeted this out, and uh, he is a reporter from Axios that I listen to what he has to say. I trust him. And he retweeted uh, this Wall Street Journal article, and he said, this article may be the most important China article you read this year. Wow. That gets my attention. I saw it yesterday. I didn't read it. Xi Jinping aims to rein in Chinese capitalism. Uh, And the long and short of it is, and I'll read a paragraph or two for you, but the long and short of it is uh, Xi Jinping's a communist, it turns out. So uh, a little background on that idea. The best chronicler of the Soviet Union, for my money, is this guy named Kotkin, Stephen Kotkin. And he's written a number of books, and I've seen him give, I don't know how many different lectures about it and everything like that. And he said one of the most shocking things that he found in doing all of his research on the Soviet Union, when the wall fell and the Soviet Union kind of went away briefly, and uh, they were able to get into the, 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 the archives and actually see the letters between these people, it was shocking him to find out these people were actually communists. They actually believed this crap. Lenin and Stalin actually believed that crap. They weren't just evil, heinous dictators that wanted to be rich and powerful. They actually believed the crap about communism. That state control and planned economies are best. The redistribution of all uh, assets, that that sort of thing. Killing all those people and all those horrible things was ultimately okay because it was going to turn out for the good. They actually believed that. Wow. Wow. They thought they were ushering in a worker's utopia. Yeah. And, uh, you know, most people had thought all along, just like I've thought about Xi Jinping, that uh, he's just a thug. I mean, they call it the Communist Party, but they've had communist, they've had leaders of the Communist Party for decades now who are embracing capitalism 
pretty strong because it was making them crazy rich, them and the rest of the communists or the people at the top of the Communist Party. So they called themselves communists, but whatever that means. Well, well it also enabled them to stay in power because if the people weren't getting you know richer than they were 30 years ago, they'd, they'd be out of power. But Xi Jinping, well, I'll read the, um, the, uh, the, the first paragraphs from the article. Xi Jinping's campaign against private enterprise is increasingly clear. It's far more ambitious and meets the eye. The Chinese president is not just trying to rein in a few big tech and other companies to show who's boss in China. He's trying to roll back China's decades-long evolution toward Western-style capitalism and put the country on a different path entirely. A close examination of Mr. Xi's writings and his discussions with party officials show for most of the last 40 years they've been embracing economic reforms to make the country richer, uh, and it has worked. And Communist Party leaders have given market forces wider room to flourish. That opening helped lift hundreds of millions of people out of poverty, as Joe was just saying, and created trillions of dollars of wealth, but also led to corruption and uh, an erosion of ideological, the ideological basis for continued communist rule. In Mr. Xi's opinion, private capital now has been allowed to run amok, and the Wall Street Journal examination shows that he's trying forcefully to get China back to the vision of Chairman Mao, who saw capitalism as a transitory phase on the road to socialism. Wow. And that's what Jonathan Swan says is the most important article about China this year. He actually believes that whole communism crap and is actually set on uh, trying to pull that off. And I think that's good news for the United States. Bad news if you're a, you know, uh, a, a Chinese person. Yeah, I've been saying for a long time, I don't think China is going to eclipse the United States and become the world economic power. I, I just, uh, well, they, they might be bigger, but they're not going to be more dynamic or important um, or, or the world's great military power either because of demographic problems and the limitations of their system. Now I'm double convinced of it. Oh, yeah. If he's actually a commie, I mean, if he's actually like Lenin or Stalin actually believes this stuff, no, because it doesn't work. It won't work. He's going to roll back all the stuff that has made them so wealthy and powerful? Well, and as we've discussed uh, in uh, you know in different contexts, once people get something, maybe they never had it. Maybe they only had it for like two weeks. But once they get it, taking it away from them is politically incredibly well, dangerous. politically hard in the United States, you couldn't do it. But you can do it in a communist country, you kill them. Well, right, right. But those who aren't killed are going to be pissed, so... How that uh, ends up, I don't know. China is an incredibly capable totalitarian state. It could be that all of the angry will of the people in the world isn't enough to yeah. kick them out of power, but so, it'll be interesting to watch. Sure yeah, I'd say so. So, so uh, Xi Jinping wants to uh, be Chairman Mao only with all of the technological advantages of the modern dictator. Wow. So, boy, that's going to be interesting. Like you said, it's going to be uh, something to watch over the coming years. Well, to end this on an idiotic note, somebody needs to give Xi Jinping a fortune cookie that says communist communism doesn't work. <laughs> and your lucky numbers are 3, 11, 17, 24, and 28. One more time, Michael. Can I just hear Mr. Trudeau one more time? <laughs> just take one more shot at it. I will Did- never apologize for standing up for an LGDP, uh, LGT, LBT... LGBTQ2 plus uh, kids oh, that was rights. So good. That could be certainly in the final 10 for clip of the year. It really could be. That's really good. I've heard it five times now and I've laughed every time. It's pretty entertaining. <laughs> Beautiful. Plus, he's such a weenie. Makes it even better. Conor McGregor, crazy Irish fighter, saying, Take me out to the ball game at. Oh, I'll uh, punch you in the head for saying that, boyo. 
He's saying, take me out to the ball game. I've heard it's uh, excruciating. We'll hear that when we come back. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Come on, who's in the mood for a violent Irish lunatic singing? (laughs) Before we get to that, uh, two of the most uh, well-known people in the world will have an update on this hour. Donald Trump, it's looking more and more like he's running uh, for president. And Mark Zuckerberg is definitely not what he looks like when he's in front of Congress. Okay, Senator? (laughs) We'll look into that, Senator. He's way more of a shark than that. So, All right. Plus, if we have time to squeeze it in, and I hope we do. Speaking of China, I came across a comparison of who's winning in various areas of tech or who's ahead, who's producing oh, yeah. more between us that. and China. I saw that. I mean, an evil regime bent on world domination and the destruction of the United States. To what extent are we dependent on them? Yeah, China is asshole. It's a good point, sir. I found that very troubling. Uh, do you know who Conor McGregor is? He's a giant MMA star, and I don't watch the MMA. I first saw him when I paid 100 bucks to watch him uh, fight Floyd Mayweather, which was a fairly entertaining fight, actually. Hmm. Then he turns out to be a crackpot, beats up old men in bars when he's drunk, throws chairs through his windows, got in a fight with a rapper the other day. He's just got issues, clearly. Wears very tight suits. Became a gazillion. Didn't, how much did he sell his whiskey? Didn't we read that? It was like... I don't recall. Too drunk. Hundreds of millions of dollars he sold yeah. his whiskey for. Crazy. Anyway, so he was at Wrigley Field yesterday, and he's a... Uh, hold on on the pitch. I want to... Oh, my God. Hold up on the uh, the pitch he threw out, but we're going to listen to him <laughs> sing Take Me Out to the Ball Game. I've heard this is entertaining. I'm here with Mateo, here with Kira. We're going to sing the song. Let's go. One, two... Three, take me out to the ball game. Take me out with the crowd. Buy me some peanuts and crackers. Same key. I don't care if I never get back to as root, root, If they don't win, it's a shame. He's singing for as one, two, three strikes you're out at. It's almost a tune. It's not the right tune. Right. It was a counter melody. Yeah, that, that was almost musical. <laughs> the organist is like, well, I started. I might as well keep playing. And so he comes out to the mound to throw out the first pitch in his skin-tight suit. I mean, it is skin-tight. Maybe that's why he threw the ball at a 45-degree angle. <laughs> I want Okay, I'm going to go look at the catcher here the guy who's catching it he's got a smile on his face before the throw here comes the pitch it goes completely sideways and and the catcher makes the oh my god face (laughs) (laughs) oh that's beautiful still a better pitch than that uh major league pitcher who threw it straight down the other day yeah threw it straight into the mound yeah (laughs) wow you wouldn't think you could throw out the first pitch and do that poorly especially when you're full of whiskey you I know, think he was all drunked up. 
Yeah, I can't believe they still invited him out to do that, even after he punched the old man in the head. I guess I don't. There's something about he he's a professional puncher of men in the head, so him doing it like off the clock is not a big deal or something. A professional puncher of head men in the head. Exactly. It's a good skill to have. So I mean, if I assaulted an old man out of nowhere, sucker punched him in a bar, I don't think I'd get a lot of gigs. Oh, well. You shouldn't. The world is sick. Uh, Donald Trump still has a, a new uh, polling on this. 68% of GOP and leaning GOP poll uh, voters told Republican pollsters they would definitely or probably vote for Donald Trump in the 2024 primary. 68% compared to 25% who said they're looking for a different candidate. Wow. So that's a pretty big spread. And again, when you're running in the primary, all you got to do is you don't, you don't have to get a very big number. You just have to have the biggest number state by state. For a guy who lost the last election, go ahead, write your angry emails. No, he didn't. It was stolen. We do got, the audit. Okay, got, fine. We got one of those today. Well, I was going to say, uh, I'm sure, oh, yeah, we get those emails every single day. But um, for a guy who uh, seems to have lost, was allegedly the loser, uh, that number has to be five times higher than any other person who has not won an election oh, in the yeah. eyes of his party. I got, you think Jimmy Carter got numbers like that? I got to believe that. Uh, in the dispatch today, they're talking about how he's still drawing massive crowds, how he's uh, hired a couple of uh, big names to run a campaign, the kind of people you hire if you're running a campaign. Why else would you do it? Uh, Trump's kind of a cheapskate. It's not like he hires people for the heck of it. He's going to Iowa. So all indications and rumors from people who know him are that he is going to run in 24. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I have no idea. I <laughs> hope the microphone got it. <laughs> I know. So I'm not really up on the particulars of this story. So uh, uh, Biden and Boris Johnson yesterday after the U.N., they're sitting there and they uh, talk a little bit and they didn't take questions in the way that always happens. When you have these kind of get-togethers, especially among uh, friendlies like, you know, the President of the United States and the Prime Minister of Great Britain. And Boris was kind of like, got a little wide-eyed. He took a couple of questions, and then Biden's people just started yelling, Okay, everybody out, everybody out! And reporters started shouting questions because he didn't take any questions, which is his thing. Wow, and I understand that the U.S., that the that somebody's filing a formal objection about not being able to ask questions? That's yeah, the part I'm not really yeah. following yet. That uh, I, I don't know about the ins and outs of that, um, but, but we all know what's going on here. He's just, he is, um, he's not light on his feet. His handlers know that, and they don't want him to take questions in, uh, if they can avoid it. Not light on his feet. Is that what we're calling uh, senile at this point? I guess. Come on. God, dude, yeah, that's a heck of a thing to say, because verbally... He was among the best ever when he was younger. I mean, just oh, like, yeah. you know, being quick. Uh, Gallup is out um, with the latest polling. 
Biden's approval rating has plummeted 13 points since June. Plummeted not a is, joke. Plummeted is prejudicial. Dropped. It is. I'll let you decide whether it's a plummet or not. Yellow it's, journalism. It's liberal gone, media. It's gone down 13 points since June, and it's at 43%. But more importantly, for the first time, a majority now disapprove of Biden's performance at 53%. But Trump lived there and damn near got reelected and is going to run again. So, yeah, but Trump delivered on his promises. And and other than, you know, the chaos and the occasional unfortunate statements, got a lot of good stuff done. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, interesting piece in The Washington Post taking a look at China versus the U.S. in various realms of technology. They make the point that China has a skilled and lower-cost workforce, which is uh, an advantage, and they have zillions of people. They have huge government subsidies that have intentionally pushed Western rivals out of various business sectors, which is predatory and against international law and agreements and the rest of it. Uh, But they don't care. Plus, they have a willingness to finance expensive manufacturing sectors that sometimes yield lower profits than software does. The U.S. does great in software, but we lag in uh, in hardware and that sort of thing. But they had nine different areas comparing the U.S. and, and China and sometimes other parts of the country. China sells 58% of the smartphones. The U.S. only 15%. Yeah, let, let, let me jump in with just my takeaway when I read this. I don't know if other people are like this, but I assumed we dominated in all these categories, and we do not. Yeah. <laughs> I was really wrong. Because we were talking the other day about the, the the bipolar world we might be headed toward, where China's got its sphere and countries that decide to get on board with them. And uh, Australia is trying to have it both ways up until recently and has it on board with us. Um, but I thought we were very competitive or dominated, like with smartphones. And no, we're getting killed. No, everybody knows Apple, of course. That's the big American company. And Samsung, our buddies, the South Koreans, they own Samsung. But uh, they point out in many parts of the world, including Asia and Africa, which is most of the world population, Chinese brands dominate. You never even heard of them. Mm -hmm. They have 58%. We have 15%. 58 to 15. Yeah. In terms of uh, cell phones. Telecom network gear. You remember the whole uh, Huawei uh, conversation with Great Britain and all that craziness back a couple of years ago. China sells 36% of it. We sell 9%. Interestingly, Finland and Sweden both sell 16% and South Korea 3%. We've just kind of not been big in that sector at all. China, by far the world leader. Uh, scrolling down, scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Commercial drones. China dominates the commercial drone industry. They sell 80% of them. We sell four. Amazing. Yeah, I know. I know. Come on. Drones. There's nothing. What could be more American than flying little aircraft around and looking into each other's neighbor's backyard and vexing firefighters and stuff like that? Well, we do it. We just we buy them from China, evidently. Uh, we'll do one more than, uh, let's see. Oh, electric vehicles. We're doing great on that. We're kicking butt. Thanks to Tesla, mostly. So the extent that electric vehicles are making a dent at all, uh, among them, we're doing well. It's pretty universally agreed that it's a technology of the future, though. Oh, I think it probably is, but it, we're a long <laughs> way from it being there. But uh, so we're doing quite well. We lead. 
Uh, Tesla leads, then Volkswagen Group is right behind. But then in third place is a joint venture between General Motors and a Chinese uh, motor company. Then there's another Chinese uh, motor company that gets about 6%. So we're in the lead together with our, our uh, allies, Japan, Germany, um, etc., electric vehicles. That's uh, that's one of the bright spots in this study. Um, stay with us. We'll get to social media. You think the U.S. is in the lead of social media, Surely don't you? Surely we are. Mark Berserkerberg, Jack Dorsey, did Google. What's it? Well, Google's not really social media. Nope, nope, nope. We're not. We are not. We are in the lead, however, in home security. And our friends at Simply Safe, beloved sponsor of the Armstrong and Getty Show, have introduced a super cool new wireless outdoor security camera in this time of rising crime and porch pirates and Gumbags breaking into your garage and stealing your bike. You gotta have one of these new wireless outdoor security cameras. Serial poopers? There's that. Somebody pooping in your driveway or your yard? Well, I... and even one time poopers. That's too much. <laughs> That's true. How are you gonna catch them? Where are you gonna catch them with this cool camera that Simply Safe has that integrates easily with your Simply Safe home security system you already got? 140 degree field of view so you can see the entire front yard, backyard, street, whatever it is you're hoping to look for. 1080 HD resolution with an eight-time zoom so you can see their face and figure out who they are, their license plate or whatever you need to do. That's a guy. That's a guy who's pooping in our yard. Fred. Fred from down the street. I knew it was him. No. Pooping Fred. Old pooping Fred. Um, Easy to remove rechargeable battery so it doesn't need an outlet. You can plug it or you don't need to plug it in. You can put it anywhere on your property. Learn more about it. Go to simplysafe.com slash Armstrong, simplysafe.com slash Armstrong, and SimpliSafe is celebrating the new camera by offering 20% off your entire new system and your first month of monitoring service free when you enroll in interactive monitoring. Don't be pooped on ever again. Go to simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. They're pooping on your yard, not on you. That's a full-on assault if they do that. I would say, yeah, we're scraping. There, there's going to be punches thrown. Sorry, I'm not a violent man. Somebody commences pooping on me, though. Oh, there's, there's a problem right there. Anyway, we should probably move on. <laughs> should probably get a time machine and go back 15 <laughs> seconds. Anyway, TikTok, man. TikTok's 20% of downloads of you of social media apps in the US. Yeah, remember Chinese I, TikTok. Remember I had that stat Monday that uh they just recently surpassed YouTube. TikTok is bigger in the United States than YouTube in terms of hours spent. Yeah. yeah. That's in incredible. terms of download, they're 20%, Facebook's 15%, Facebook Messenger 13, Instagram 11, also owned by Facebook, and Snapchat is 9%. So China's dominating on that. I don't do any of those. I probably should just so I know what's going on. TikTok's just fun. There are a lot of fun, creative videos. I ain't putting that on my phone. All right. I'm not putting right. that app on my phone. All right. The government said we shouldn't. Apparently Mobile. didn't stop anybody. Mobile games. U.S. dominates. We kick ass at wasting our time playing games. 46 to 15. Way to go, America. USA. USA. Uh, consumer spending on the games is huge. $22.3 billion in the U.S. alone last year. Uh, da, 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 da. Uh, bah, bah. U.S. company Activision Blizzard held the top rank in the second quarter of the year. Grabbed 10%. Anyway, so uh, we dominate in that. Semiconductors. I was fooled. I'd heard we'd mostly gotten out of this business. It's a little complicated. The U.S. is responsible for 47% of the sales. They're designed in the U.S. They're U.S. 
owned, but they're almost entirely manufactured in Taiwan. I think 60 Minutes was on this six months ago or so. Mm-hmm. Um, the super high tech stuff is manufactured in Taiwan. Uh, several of our chip makers are trying to get back into the business. But when you look at the U.S. at 47%, South Korea 18%, Taiwan 15%, Japan 8%, Europe 8%, China's way, way behind at just 4%. So we're doing pretty well in semiconductors. We need to do better and, and we need to move some of that production in-house. How tempting is it for China to take over South uh, to, uh, Taiwan just to they would more than quadruple their percentage of uh, semiconductor manufacturing. I'm sure that's not lost on them. Yeah, if they if they own Taiwan. Uh, how about batteries? Batteries, which are going to power the world in the future, lithium-ion and other uh, sorts. Europe's the leader right now, and China has us edged out a little bit by second, for second, but because of their... Uh, natural resources, uh, resources and, uh, and the growth they've seen and what they're investing in. They're thinking in, uh, by about nine years from now in 2030, China's going to have an enormous lead in battery production. And if the world is powered by batteries, that's going to make us enormously dependent sure. on them, which ain't cool. Like I, if you'd ask me to guess on the phone thing, I would have been so far off. I thought yeah, we too. dominated with, uh, with iPhone and Apple, but nope. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then just that, there's just one or two more, I think. Uh, the, f- the, the photovoltaic cells for solar panels, the important part of solar panels, 67% are manufactured in China. 1% actually in the U.S. Wow. Malaysia and Vietnam are there around 9, 10%. Wow. 67% of those cells are produced in China. That's a little scary. All those categories that China dominates us in. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, if if indeed, as we were discussing earlier, Xi Jinping is bent on evil and perpetuating growing communism, crushing the, the private sector, you know, uh, the dominating the world and knocking the U.S. off its pedestal. Uh, can we stand up to him? What if he says, all right, no more batteries. You're screwed. No more solar. How am I going to turn on my television? We're going to take over uh, Taiwan, take all their chip manufacturing. We'll, we'll be begging them. Oh, please, Daddy. Please, Daddy Xi Jinping. Please let us have an economy. Great, great. Way to go, America. <laughs> uh, speaking of evil, Mark Zuckerberg, um, uh, story came out on how he's been trying to manipulate us. Well, has been manipulating us. Well, for a long time. But uh, most recently about his image. This is kind of interesting. He's way more conniving than he lets on. The wrath of Mark. That's right. That and other stuff on the way. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. More than 100 foreign leaders are in town to address the assembly. I love when the U.N. General Assembly is in session. There's no greater joy than watching the president of Romania walk into the M&M store. (laughs) Seriously, when else are you going to spot the president of Latvia holding one of those restaurant buzzers outside Bubba Gump Shrimp? It's like, our table's ready. Let's go. (laughs) I don't know why that's funny. That's funny. So what's going on with... The Facebook world. Who's leaking all this stuff? The Wall Street Journal just wrapped up a four-part series of the dirty underbelly of Facebook and Instagram. Who leaked all that stuff? And the New York Times out with an article today 
Inside Project Amplify, the effort to defend Facebook's image. Who's leaking all this stuff? The New York Times said uh, current and former employees who declined to be identified for fear of reprisal. Same thing with the Wall Street Journal in their four-part series. There are some unpeople, unhappy people at Facebook. Well, you ask people to participate in perpetuating evil long enough, some of them decide they can't stomach it anymore. So what is Project Amplify that got launched recently by Mark Zuckerberg at Facebook? It's to show people positive stories about the social network. The idea that was pushing pro-Facebook news items, keeping in mind that a lot of people get most of their news from Facebook. I don't see that as a conflict of interest at all. Some of these stories are written by the company and then put on their own news feed about how great they are or how great Zuckerberg is. So they have it. it this is is this ever happened? William Randolph Hearst, maybe at his height. Is this ever happened when somebody had the ability to control the news to this level about their own image and events at the time and pretend they're not? Anyway. Project Amplify was about aggressively reshaping their image. They realized there's so much bad press out there about Facebook, they decided to take that on. So Facebook executives, concluding that their methods had done little to quell criticism or win supporters, decided early this year to go on the offensive. They're realizing that no one else is going to come to their fence, so they need to do it and say it themselves. So in January, executives held a virtual meeting and broached the idea of more aggressive defense with more offense in using their news feed to promote positive news. Um, And then they got into debates about what's a pro-Facebook story and blah, blah, blah. Mr. Zuckerberg, who had become intertwined with policy issues, including the 2020 election, also wanted to recast himself as an innovator, the people said. So in January, the communications team... Well, he invented Facebook. That's pretty good. Yeah. But that's not people what people see him as now, I don't think. They see him no, as a guy true. that's trying to manipulate the world for his own benefit, don't they? And his own profit. You're right. Very different than an Elon Musk, for instance. Yeah. So the strategy was to dis- distance Zuckerberg from scandals, uh, partly by focusing his Facebook posts and media appearances on new products. Mr. Zuckerberg's personal Facebook and Instagram accounts soon changed. Rather than addressing corporate controversies, as he had been doing in the past, Mr. Zuckerberg's posts have recently featured a video of him riding across a lake carrying an American flag with a message about the new virtual reality. And I just puked a little in my mouth. Here he is riding an electric surfboard. And, uh, etc., etc. Trying to make him look like kind of a cool innovator. They, they, I'm sure he looks at Elon Musk and says, hey, everybody thinks Elon Musk is cool. And like coming up with cool ideas and everybody hates me. What's the deal? He's boating across the water with an American flag. He's windsurfing. Windsurfing. That's too much, right? And then yeah, you try, try too hard there. Windsurfing, okay, you want it to look like fun and as opposed to evil. Um, so you do something other than sit in your basement petting a cat, planning world domination, get out there and windsurf. But holding an American flag is uh, <laughs> a step too far. Yeah, nobody's buying that, Marky. Facebook also started cutting back the availability of data that allowed academics and journalists to study how the platform worked. They had opened up a lot of their data to try to show, hey, we're on the right side of this, but people were using it against me, or against them, uh, Zuckerberg was feeling, and it was doing them more harm than good, so they pulled back on that and uh, just done away with it. So academics, journalists can't take a look at that inside information anymore and uh, draw any conclusions. Wow, so listen, we're throwing open our doors. Come in, take a look around if you like. Uh, Mark, it seems like you guys are uh, thoroughly evil. Uh, we're looking at the data, and uh, we're disgusted. Eh, 
get out. <laughs> Beautiful. I, I particularly like his page has gone from him arguing back against senators in these hearings, and now it's him windsurfing with a U.S. flag. <laughs> I mean, that is just so unbelievably contrived. It's hilarious. Now, if you'll excuse me, I've got to mountain bike into a forest fire to save an original copy of the Constitution, which I put there. Gee, <laughs> <laughs> little ham-handed. Yeah. So that whole Howdy Doody Act, well, Senator... All I can tell you is nothing we care about more than people's privacy. That whole act is really, really an act. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And he's aided by the way he looks, obviously. You know, if he was a six-foot, four-inch, like, fat guy with with rough skin or something like that, it would I, be harder to pull that off. I've said it before. If he looked like Steve Bannon, he would have a completely different image than he does. Yeah, but slowly, slowly but surely, I think folks are coming around to something more realistic. Well, I think, it's... although that's I, you know, I like everybody. I hang around people more or less like myself. Um, I wonder if in giant swaths of the American uh, populace, people still think he's some sort of hero genius. I don't know. I think it, like in a, a picture of Dorian Gray, his evil is eventually going to change his look, and he'll start to look more like what he is. Excellent literary reference. Fascinating story. Um, so, we talked a little bit earlier about how uh, corporate speak is pretty easy to read, according to Forbes. This is a pretty handy tip for you, and they use an example of Elizabeth Holmes that I think you'll find amusing. Ah, yes, and in a related story, a, uh, a really valuable tip for getting ahead from Warren Buffett. We'll have that next hour. If you don't get next hour, grab it via podcast, armstrongandgetty.com, or wherever you get podcasts. Armstrong and Getty.